Talofa and welcome to the Samoan Scientist Podcast. Today we have a special guest, Sophia Olofanga, who's going to chat to us about her science journey. Hey. Hey, kia ora. <laughs> How are you? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm good. Good. It's actually, so today um it's really hot and this heat wave has kind of come out of nowhere yeah and you've been out working in mm-hmm. the field yeah. so <laughs> she's she's really hot <laughs> i'm really hot so we're just gonna have a nice cool down and chat inside mm-hmm. and so i'm so thankful for you, you to be here today and to really share your story and to help other people on their journey so um, for our listeners and our viewers, could you just give us a bit of introduction about yourself? Um, well, thank you for inviting me onto this podcast. Um, my name is Sophia. I am um, an environmental scientist by background, um, but I do a lot of uh, erosion sediment control work um, in my in my job that I do day to day, and I also do a lot of ecology um, and kind of plant methodology for my marae. Mm. Um, so I wear two hats in my mm. in my day to day. and I I grew up in um, Mangere East in South Auckland, represent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Why science? I mean I, I don't know, but for me growing up science wasn't like a common job that I could see like on TV and it wasn't like a cool thing to do I guess at the time so yeah what what made you get into science? Yeah well from from the get-go I guess um, when I saw scientists on TV they were always white lab coats True. Um, yeah. with the crazy hair and you know always painted as a mad scientist mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't probably till I got to high school um, that I really started thinking about it as a career path um, and I had a really awesome teacher a bio teacher who mm. kind of foresaw that I was good at it and kind of pushed me in the right direction um, and, I w- and we went out to uh, Te Re Matangi. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and then I was like I want to be a marine scientist. <laughs> oh marine scientist. <laughs> yeah, so, um, uh, at first I really wanted to be a vet um, yep. but then I couldn't really yeah, stand the thought of um, putting down animals. <laughs> yeah, yeah that was a deal breaker for me yeah. as well yeah definitely. Yeah. So with your bio teacher, yeah. like kind of what year did they kind of really support you and help that, you with your work? That was yeah. um, that was year eleven. Yeah, yeah. So the beginning of NCEA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How was that for you, the NCEA journey? <laughs> I was much better at internals. True. I I kind of bombed. Um, yeah. Bombed same. the end of year exams, <laughs> but yeah, that was because you know I didn't really have many people around me that were studying I was like I'm like the first uh, person well grandchild on my mum's side that went through NCA and then on my uh, dad's side um, it wasn't really talked about so it was quite difficult because it was too much support. And what about school what about were your friends um, studying studying biology as well? Uh, No not many of my friends Mm. a lot of my friends uh, did like the arts yeah um, and that's kind of why I had so much fun in arts and true um, yeah with the with science it was more that the pre like the you could there's a group at the top of high school and you know and in, in your year group and they're always the smart ones and they're always doing like yeah. the sciences and maths and stuff like that 
um, <laughs> Kanati's here trying to, trying to J in. Breathing, J in. breathing in my life. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> True. So you didn't have much support at home and um, like a lot of your friends were studying biology. Yeah. So your teacher was your main support yeah. in, for to help you get through. Yeah, yeah. And lucky, um, lucky enough, she would hold like after after school um, mm. tutorials and um, yeah we'd just kind of talk about uh, the sciences and True. get through homework and True. she'd help me through questions that I didn't understand but it was really good having those one-on-ones even though it was like five of us or so that mm. stayed back yeah yeah like did you feel more comfortable to ask questions and like oh, definitely. go through stuff yeah yeah in the smaller groups yeah definitely yeah so when um when you're doing biology in terms of like if you were having trouble with um, a concept or you wanted to ask a question how would you do that in a class setting would you do that or not probably not yeah 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 I, I, I think I was quite I was quiet and I was also like a bit of a joker <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> well. um, so those tutorials really helped you yeah you could just sit down and have a chat yeah. yeah I find that yeah I'm the same as well it's so helpful to have just like a couple people in the room and yeah. just have the teacher there talking definitely and so you mentioned um you did the arts as well yeah yeah, yeah. so I did a lot of painting and photography mm. photography as well and um I, I actually got in uh, one of those NCA scholarships for Whoa. for um, photography and my board went over the the whole country but um, and so I seriously considered doing that mm. during uni, but then mum was like, that's not going to pay the bills. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but kind of just kept steering mm. towards the science sciences. But it was funny because I kept tying in like science themes or like uh, earthly themes into my painting and into ah. my, my photography as well. That's quite nice, eh? Mm. Um, a good combination between kind of the sciences and the arts. I quite yeah. like that. Yeah. And so would you say that through your NCA journey that that helped you kind of balance out your subjects, taking the arts and the sciences? Yeah, well for me definitely um, gave me that uh, creativity that you kind of need in science as well, you know. Yeah, that's true actually, because you think science, well some people think science is quite methodical, mm. but in some cases you do have to be creative, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So throughout year 11, 12 and 13 you took all of the sciences? Um, Just year 11 and 12 I took all the sciences and then year 13 I just um, kept bio. Oh yeah, just bio. And did you do any maths? Yeah, I did stats. Stats. So um, bio. So so I did stats year uh, 12 and 13 and just general maths. Oh yeah. During your year 13 year, how did you decide what you were going to do next after you leave high school? Um, it was quite difficult because mm. a lot of my friends were going off and doing OEs or, um, you know, taking a year off and then coming back to it. But um, I had a bit of pressure from my parents to just get into it straight away. Otherwise, mm. I'd lose that momentum. Mm. Um, and yeah, if it wasn't for the teachers that I had, I probably wouldn't have gone straight to uni. Mm. How did you deal with that pressure from your parents? Because I think a lot of us, we can relate to that. Mm. Um, Especially us Pacifica, you know, we want to please our parents and they sacrifice so much for us. Yeah, so how did you kind of, yeah, go through with that? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) 
I didn't. Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I, gu- I guess I wanted to give back to them in mm. some way because they, um, they didn't struggle, but they worked really hard to put me through good good education mm. for both me and my brother. It was it was that not guilt trippy, but like yeah. you know. <laughs> Um, you want to just do something to make them proud. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I get that. So you went, oh yeah, then how did you choose um, what university and like the application process and stuff? Because that can be kind of confusing, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, it was pretty difficult. Yeah. Um, especially like the cutoff dates, you mm. know, and most schools have like a career advisor mm-hmm. that you talk to, but um, yeah, ours was really hard to talk to. <laughs> okay, I'm not the only one. <laughs> because I'm brown or anything you know it's she just had a different way of approaching things and it was not really encouraging me to go towards science she what did she suggest of, she well she was saying arts yeah um yeah not that there's anything wrong with arts no, but no, no. I don't know yeah she just mm. not so supportive <laughs> so how did you find out the information yeah I had to do career. my own research mm-hmm. um and then I kind of asked around and then tried to m- make as many um, career evenings and stuff like mm. that. Um, and when uni, uni, uh, Auckland Uni had their open day, I went to that. I looked at going to Otago and Vic, but I also didn't want to be away from home. Mm. And that's a, that's a huge um, part of it. Yeah. 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 So really, you you went online and looked at the different universities, and yeah. then actually went out there. Yeah. Um, and went to the university itself, like <clears throat> University of Auckland and things like that. Mm. Was that scary for you to do, or was that just kind of like? Oh yeah, whatever? definitely. Yeah. You're like this is my future, and yeah. You know, if they don't have a good reputation, will I be able to get a good job? Mm. Or, you know. So yeah. And then when you went to those um, to the open days. Did you, like, what type of questions do you ask? What's really helpful to ask those people who are at the university? Um, what's the culture like? Yeah, and like, that's, how that's did... a big one. Yeah. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> we're in good places to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, that's really important, though, because if you're not, like, full and satisfied, then you can't, hang, you, then you can't study, so. Yeah, <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. Um, what else I asked? They kind of set it out. Oh, that's um, good. Anyway, so you didn't because I feel like in those situations you're like, oh my gosh, I want to know things, but I don't know what to ask. Yeah. yeah. But they were quite helpful. They had information there. Yeah. It's, like, it's it's quite overwhelming though when they're like, oh, you need this many points to get mm. into this course, and um, from this course you need to pass this, and these mm. are your um, compulsory subjects and that type of stuff. It's just a step up from high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, what did you mean by the culture? What's the culture like? Oh, like, are there any uh, support groups okay. um, for Māori and Pacific? And just in general, are they nice people? Yeah. Yeah, being nice is actually really important as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how did you choose to go to the University of Auckland? I got in as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> that helps. Make sure you get in, guys. Yeah. <laughs> And, and a lot of, uh, a few of my friends were going there as well. Yeah. Um, but of course, none of them were taking science. But at least they were on the same campus. Exactly. So you guys could meet up for lunch or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and my mum went to oh. Auckland Uni as well. So that was, yeah. 
That's nice. Yeah. So, yeah, what did you uh, enroll in and what was your first year like at university? <laughs> um, I enrolled in a uh, Bachelor of Science and I started off with biology mm-hmm. um, and I did all the core papers and I did Stats 101 and... Yeah. Biosci 101. It's been a while, yeah. guys, so we yeah. don't know the papers. It was like 102, 103, all of yeah. those. Um, so it's like a papers. general science yeah. papers. Yeah, yeah. In your first year. To kind of um, test the waters and see what I really wanted to do. Yeah, because did you have an idea? I mean, you're saying that you really like wanted to be a marine biologist when yeah. you went to Tiri Masangi. Masangi. So when you came to university, did you still want to be marine? Biologist? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I ended up coming out um, with a major in marine science, mm. but then I I didn't want to just be restricted to the marine environment, mm. and that's why I went on to do PG Dip in um, environmental mm-hmm. science. And what was that first year like at university? Oh yeah, so yeah, it wasn't that great. Yeah. I didn't because I didn't know anyone in that first year. It took a while to um, uh, to make those friends and but the labs and stuff like that they mm-hmm. they really helped um, to get to know other people um, mm. studying the same stuff. And you know it was it was only the biomed kids and like oh, those bio right. sci classes that were really competitive and didn't want to talk mm. to you or anything. Yeah, so in that first year, there are a lot of kids to compete that are competing to go into med school. Yeah. So in some of those general papers, you'll have some of those students. Yeah, and that's a that's a different culture, isn't it? Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's definitely. It's like a culture by itself. Mm. Definitely. So how did you make new friends through the tutorials and labs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm still I'm still friends with a lot of them now. Oh, that's good. Jason yeah. and yeah, yeah, stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's good. Yeah. So you finished your bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm three years and they were quite good you um the last the last year was probably the best year yeah um just because then I started to get in the swing of things mm. I kind of wish that I I had someone to mentor me earlier mm. and you know I didn't start attending to a kind of tool probably second year oh yeah not not because um I didn't know about it but I was just probably a bit too shy to yeah join in when yeah. everyone was already connected in that first year so do you, do you want to explain what tool kind of is um, Tuakana is a program for Māori and Pacific mm-hmm. and uh, at the Auckland, the University of Auckland and it just helps the older years above kind of help yeah, yeah, the younger yeah. years to with their homework and yeah, for studying and, and to give tips. Yeah. And there's a higher uh, higher rate of succeeding as yeah. well. And that's how we met as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you had your Tuakana support and then you had also, your friends was a really big help during your bachelor's. Yeah, the ones in, in bachelor's, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And then you finish your bachelor's degree, so what do you do next? Um, so I didn't know at that point. Yeah. I think also because there were, like, no jobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that as well. Uh, I kind of missed the boat on um, a lot of the, like, apprenticeships, internships. Yeah. Because... I found out about them late and then oh. the applying to apply for them I was just like I don't want to kind of take away from my friends as well that yeah. have applied for the same thing who generally have better grades but no, no. so that's why I was like oh, I'll just do another year of study and I also because um in that last year I um did a lot of environmental science papers as mm. well so then I, I was like oh I want to 
learn more. And then a lot of the um, a lot of the professors kind of said, "Oh yeah, do another mm. another year and you learn this and this more in depth." So did you have a chat with them, just saying what yeah. could I do? Yeah, do bachelors. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, because um, in environmental science there was no option for masters. Oh no, no option for honors, and I only wanted to ah. to do one one year, and I didn't want to do the thesis yet. Yeah, so I just that's why PG Dip was actually quite a good um, mm. program. So the was were they lecturers that you talked to? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So had you talked to them previously, or <clears throat> yeah, was it kind of like just um just in that last <laughs> yeah just in that last year when they kind of said they opened their office mm. hours yeah otherwise I wouldn't have gone yeah. in the first second wow yeah because um when you get to university you have lecturers and you see the lecturer standing up the front and it's quite for me it was like really intimidating yeah so to go and talk to a lecturer one-on-one sometimes that can be a bit scary but that's good that they that you felt comfortable to go and talk to them yeah yeah so I mean not all of them are scary but yeah. some are really nice yeah yeah and you get to that third or fourth year and the classes are so much smaller mm. um, and yeah, you can actually you, you feel more comfortable to approach your lecturer mm. so did you get that environmental science knowledge that you wanted out of your postgrad oh yeah definitely yeah. definitely but it was still quite spread out so i was like covering the freshwater and terrestrial systems oh, and okay marine as well and during this time your bachelor's and your postgrad did you still kind of have your arts in the background um i'll do it on the side like mm. in the weekends or something like that I'm not doing too much of it now yeah <laughs> just because <laughs> mahi comes and you're like oh yeah <laughs> No, that's yeah. nice to have that balance. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's definitely about balance. Um, were there any kind of big challenges that you faced during your time at university? Apart from myself and <laughs> <laughs> diligence to study. Yeah, motivation. Um, like, yeah, it's just like self-control to, to just put your head down and, and keep studying. Yeah. So how did you work through that? I made it more regular to sit down with my my friend group to, it, that were doing science mm. so that we'd do work together. Otherwise, I'd just be like driving around and <laughs> <laughs> hanging out with mates, yeah. you know, like not actually doing any work. Yeah, we've all been there. Yeah. That's quite, that's really good at actually having your friends who are studying the same things as you. You yeah. can just study with them. That's yeah. That's quite nice. You're hanging out and studying. Yeah, definitely. And any, um, I guess like a good tip to survive university for people? Probably to do like a weekly schedule. Mm. Uh, and and set aside times for like work and play and mm-hmm. and study um so that you can get that balance and then try and stick to it yeah <laughs> as much as possible yeah but at least you have that plan in place so you can kind of roughly follow it yeah, yeah because I mean you know realistically we're not always going to stick exactly to it because things family things get in the way yeah yeah but at least you have the plan there to kind yeah. of guide you yeah and mix and mix it up as often as you can like especially mm. between subjects because you don't want to be spending so much time on one yep. that you really like and then less time on something mm. that you don't like true um did you work during university? yeah i worked yeah. throughout i was just in retail mm-hmm. um just because it's flexible hours mm. um so you had work <coughs> study and your friends and then your arts and family on the side yeah, yeah. a lot of balls and yeah yeah so did, was that planning, that planning that you suggested, that really helped you? Yeah, definitely, mm. definitely. Mm. 
Yeah, especially around um, exam time and yeah. when stuff was due. Yeah, because they hit you hard with those um, all that internal work yeah. that's due before exams too. Yeah, yeah. No, it is quite, quite intense. Time. Yeah, it's um, it's not easy, right? It's not easy because it is slightly different to high school. It's a mm. lot more work, and um, yeah, I don't know. It just feels more official. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. You feel like you're in the real world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, after you finish your postgrad, yeah, did you do more study or did you go into the real I, world? I went into the real world and yeah, got a job. Pretty lucky actually. You should really build your networks while you're in uni as well. That's really important. Mm. And talk to people within the that are already working in the um, in the field that you want to pursue. Mm. Because they'll help get you a job. Like, <laughs> just like, hey, I want a job. <laughs> yeah. Like type of thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, hey, if, if I can shadow you for like oh, that's a, good a week or something. Yeah. Because then they're not having to pay you, but you're getting that experience. Because ah. um, I think any experience you can chuck on your CV when mm. you're going out to do uh, to find a job really helps. It sets you in the, in the difference. So what would that conversation look like when you want to shadow someone? Was it through an email or like face-to-face? Face-to-face is always better, yeah. Mm -hmm. So they see you and how you are. Mm. Yeah. So you would say, hi, I'm really interested in your job. I would love to come and just follow you for a week. Something like that? Exactly that. Cool. And is that what you did? Yes, yeah. Yeah, so it was voluntary at first and they, they were like, oh, we don't really have anything for you to do. So then I ended up doing like a bit of admin yeah. um, at first, but then um, but then some field work came about and they were um, electric fishing. And What's that? Oh, so when it's, uh, they've got like a big backpack that has batteries in it um, yeah. and like a long wand that they stick in the water um, and then it just sends a current through the water and then the fish come to the surface. It doesn't kill them, but um, then it's easier to pull them out um, and translocate them. So that was like my first kind of ecology experience. And Mm. then I was like, wow, this is really cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Why was that? Why was that cool for you? Just, you know, because it's different studying it to when you actually do it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You can't really get much context from a textbook or from a slide yeah yeah you can see it in like the pictures and the Campbell yeah. bar <laughs> that doesn't like too it. much no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah true oh yeah. my gosh so you did was that straight after your postgrad yeah so you went and shadowed for a week and then um then how did you get, kind of go about finding a job from there so that was that was with the same company that I ended up getting a job with mm. um and I just kept doing a lot more work and like you know you really have to push yourself to I don't know so that they can see that you really want the job as well Mm. just put your hand up for as much as you can yeah not not saying you you start work at 6am leave at like 11pm yeah but yeah you got to show that you have a passion for that and so that just means by turning up and being willing to help or willing to do whatever that day Mm. and so yeah so do you want to talk a bit about what you do now in your job yeah, so it's a lot different to my my previous job. Oh right, okay. So I, I've been I've been in my job now for about four months now. Oh yeah, and it's it's a lot of erosion and sediment control. 
Um, it's for a civil construction company, so mm-hmm. we do a lot of um, earthworks and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I was at a environmental consulting company before, mm. so I kind of moved away from that and, like, it's an internal team. So is that office-based, environmental uh, consulting? It's, it's about the job before. Yeah, the job before. Um, that was probably half and half. Half and half. Oh, yeah. that's quite nice. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what would um, what would it look like when you're in the field? I'd probably be helping with electric fishing mm-hmm. or doing, like, lizard salvage. And we'd put What's tra- that? Uh, so when you put, like, traps in the bush or on a site um, mm. and you try and catch as many native lizards as possible and and move them outside the, the boundary of the site. Oh, when I when you say lizards, I think of those little lizards. Are they not? Yeah, yeah, the, well, oh, the little ones. Oh, the little skinks. Skinks, oh, the skinks, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then there's tree lizards as well, the, the geckos, which are the a little geckos. bit bigger. Yeah, they're little, yeah. yeah. And then there's those big lizards overseas that we <laughs> yeah. don't have here. <laughs> Luckily, because <laughs> I don't think I want to move them. <laughs> so how do you, um, yeah, how do you trap them? Um, there are a few different methods you have like these little sheets of like bitumen material Mm. and that are like corrugated and they really like the warmth so then they'll they'll go underneath them and then you just like cup your hand and try and (laughs) oh you (laughs) actually catch them yeah yeah and then you you put them in like a bucket or something and then move them outside of the the site so that's that's one and then another one is like a pitfall trap so you have like a like a long ice cream container yeah and you dig a hole you put that in the ground and put like a little bit of mango or mm. um, something like that at the bottom um, and then they'll run on run and then you just cover it with mm-hmm. one of those corrugated sheets and then they'll run in and fall into the trap oh. and then why were you relocating them oh because a lot of them would be for site clearance and the come in and build houses and stuff like oh, that yeah i feel like that's <coughs> happening more and more because there's oh, yeah, so many definitely. houses being put up yeah definitely. wow there's like a thousand houses that are built in auckland per month oh yeah there's a lot yeah it is. and then what would your time look like in the office mainly reporting mm-hmm. yeah um what you did in the field yeah or in my previous job i was doing a lot of work with ngaitahu mm-hmm. as well so there were yeah it was a reporting as well and yeah can you just talk about that your a bit about your job now yeah so um on my job now i'm an environment and sustainability advisor so i do a lot of work with sediment erosion controls and i go around like the site and i audit it and make sure that we're not polluting into the environment basically when you're going to different sites yep. and seeing if they're polluting do you mean like polluting and I, I just think like waterways or like polluting yeah. on the land or? yeah so like to make sure that mud's not basically getting washed into the stormwater system oh, and then going okay. out to sea because that's like clay is pretty um pretty toxic to fish gills and oh yeah, because it's really fine, and so, um, yeah, it gets into their gills, and then they can't breathe. So, mm. so it would be like if people are building these houses <laughs> that, that, um, that around in Auckland, there's so many going up, you would mm. come to see if that clay was kind of, could be a risk of going into the water. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. And if they're cutting down trees that they shouldn't be, like native trees oh, and stuff. Oh, like okay. That. But that's but that's only on our uh, sites. sites yeah, oh, right. Okay. That we're contracted to do. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, like little little housing, uh, little buildings. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so we're talking about big buildings. Yeah, we're, oh, ta- okay. we're talking about like big. Um, I was thinking of a little house. Site. <laughs> so like a 
thousand houses on one side oh, kind of thing. Oh, right. And that's, we just clear the land. Yeah, that that's a big problem, isn't it? Because there's yeah. so much land there that they've got to clear Yeah, out. that's wow. open, yeah. Mm. And what was the other part? Oh, so the sustainability side. Mm. It's like I'm doing a lot of the carbon measuring um, and emissions from greenhouse gases. Um, so I look at like the waste and electricity and... Of a of the site of of yeah of site specific and also like company wide. Oh okay. So yeah. And how do you measure that? Mainly through a spreadsheet, um, and then Ministry for the Environment has carbon fa uh, emission factors um, mm -hmm. to calculate from. Oh. So they go around and standardise like certain types of transport. Mm. or uh, waste or electricity. So the data that you put into the spreadsheet, how do you get that? Um, that's measured on site. Measured on site. Yep. So is that like a, looks like a breathalyzer. I don't know what it looks like. <laughs> what does it look like? Um, oh, so we, we track how many kilometres like trucks are, oh. um, are travelling and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. This truck travelled from one site to another is like 100 kilometres yeah. Then you'd put that in your spreadsheet? Yeah, yeah, and then I'd calculate the emissions from there. Oh. Kind of but there are so many factors that you need yeah. to take into account. Um, I just thought you guys stood out there with a little machine and just measured oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can for like air pollution and stuff. Okay, yeah. air pollution. Oh, so carbon emissions for everything, the trucks, the, I don't know what else. Waste. Waste. Electricity. Oh. Everything. Wow. So that's got a lot of... um data collection yeah how do you kind of develop those skills or yeah i don't know that that skill set um stats really helped mm -hmm. yeah and yeah if you have good friends that can mm. kind of support you <laughs> with your excel skills or like go to those tutorials at uni mm. that really helps True. and so what would a typical day look like for you uh so i'd go out to a site um audit it check on any birds or lizards or anything mm -hmm. like that and then um, I would come back to the office do some reporting and then look at data okay <laughs> yeah true so what's it like being because yeah I don't know it's a weird way to word it but you are Sophia yourself but you're also indigenous mm. so do you kind of yeah how does that work in the workplace do you yeah no I, I get what you're yeah. saying <laughs> it's, um, it's cool because I mean, everyone knows it now. <laughs> mm. They didn't before when you started, or no, mm -hmm. no. And I mean, because it, the way <clears throat> you look, or the way probably, yeah, because yeah, I'm I'm quite mixed, mm -hmm. so I don't look one. I yeah. don't fit one tick yeah. box. Yeah, which is fine. Mm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I I definitely am able to bring my indigenous self. Mm. Um, like I'm trying to push for um, te reo Māori classes mm. for like that cultural awareness and also because there's so many people that want to do it wow. um, that immigrate to New Zealand that are working at my company yeah and they they, they want to learn more about the culture and it mm. would be good to do that because you know everyone at some point will be engaging with Māori or Pacific communities and I find that especially in our like tender documents there are um, like What's NZ that? oh sorry um, that's I don't know how to explain it. it's like a contract <laughs> oh yeah agreement yeah, yeah. but a lot of 
people like NZTA and AT, Auckland Transport. Auckland Transport, yeah. Yeah, want, want contractors to engage with Māori and Pacific mm. more and they also want local businesses mm. and to have a really good sustainability lens over mm. the companies. So yeah, that's I guess that's where I come in and yeah, pushing for that Indigenous lens as well mm. and to be, in a way, sensitive yeah. to everything. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. You were saying before that they didn't know that you were Indigenous, so how did that come about? Did you like just tell everyone or did they kind of uh, approach you for the... So I, 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 I kind of told that in my when I got interviewed for the mm. role because I wanted to state that there, there could be conflicts of interest because mm-hmm. I do work for my marae as well mm. as like an environmental advisor. <clears throat> Where's your marae? Um, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yes, we all know that yeah. and if you don't you should. <laughs> I do a lot of work out there. Ah, okay. So you really have kind of two lenses yeah. when you go into work every day. Yeah. yeah. And how's that been for you when you go to work to have those two lenses? Um, It's fine. Mm. I kind of tell people off when they have insensitive <laughs> things to say. Um, but you have to do that. Otherwise, do? yeah. Otherwise, they just get by and they keep saying that, mm. that type of stuff yeah how do you kind of address a situation like that because there are many ways to go about it but um what what how do you professionally <laughs> well, you just tell them straight up like sorry that's a bit offensive mm. or that's a bit inappropriate mm. or you try and help them see your perspective okay um rather than pushing your opinion mm. on them. Because I, I feel like if you push opinion, then they put their defensive walls up and yeah. you can't actually get through to someone like that. Yeah. And then there are some people that just don't cha- don't want to change. That's so right. they just block off anything. But, yeah. you know, for the ones that are on the fence. <laughs> mm. And how have they responded when you've kind of told them, hey, that's a bit insensitive? Yeah. Well, after I explained that, that mm. then they're kind of like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, it's for the betterment of mm. <laughs> everyone. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because um, it, it is quite difficult. Yeah, a lot of my friends have talked about that as well. Mm. And um, I don't know, there are many ways to go about situations like that. But that's quite a good one. Yeah, just explaining it. Because I feel as well people don't come from a place of not knowing. They just act but they don't really know. Yeah. And can you talk a bit about um, your marae and the work that you do? Oh, yeah. So I do a lot of, like, their planting plans and to push forward with projects, especially with um, getting rangatahi involved. Um, So that's the younger generation Mm. coming through and really trying to encourage them to do science. Yeah. Mm. So do you have... um, Do you chat with them or do you have workshops? Yeah, so we have um, a, a core group and we, we try and <laughs> sit down together and when, when all of us have time, mm, yeah, <laughs> that's the hardest yeah. thing. Yeah, and then um, we kind of talk about some projects that we could be doing and then also when we're working together on projects, that's mm. another time where we're talking about science and the environment mm-hmm. and, yeah, and being kaitiaki. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, why is it important for our younger generation to get into science? It's just such an important topic and, you know, everything around us is science. We have that connection mm. and especially with um, indigenous knowledge, mm. you know, um, and being kaitiaki. Yeah, it's very important. And so for people who are thinking about getting into science or maybe want to go back to university, 
Yeah, what's some advice that you'd give those people? Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> Just <Yeah>. do it. <laughs> and, and talk to someone. Mm-hmm. Reach out to Amy. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, just just ask a scientist, really. Mm. Um, there's not many indigenous ones, but... No. I'll be co- co- collecting them on the podcast. Yeah. So yeah, you guys can listen to a few of them. But yeah. yeah, I think any... Well, the people that I've talked with, I've been really willing to have a chat. Yeah, I think people are quite open to talking about their work. Because mm. everyone does something so different to the next person. Yeah, that's true. Science is a gen- very generic term of what other people do as scientists. Yeah, it's so broad. Your ad- main advice is to just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Which I well, think... <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Don't don't be afraid of science, mm. really. Talk, talk to someone that's doing science and then uh, kind of see the wide scope of science yeah i think it's important to put it into action as well because we can have all the plans and everything and write down what we want to do but you actually need to execute it Mm. which is yeah so i that's actually a really good point to just do it (laughs) (laughs) don't don't sue me nike or just do it guys (laughs) um so if people have questions for you or want to have a chat where can they contact you email or like yeah email or dm through insta okay or yeah so i'll put i should probably set that up but yeah that's right yeah i don't know it's um because you can create another instagram profile if you want to keep your one private yeah i'll probably do that for now do you mean to just put your email yeah yeah that's fine okay that's fine so yeah you can send sophia your questions through email and yeah any last uh comments or remarks you want to make no just thank you for having me on the show all good (laughs) thank you (laughs) cool Thank you so much for listening to the Salmon Scientist podcast. If you have any more questions or comments, just message me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And please ask me questions. I'm here to help. Mm-hmm.